You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Welcome to the Body Charge Podcast. Today's guest is Christian Yordanov, and the topic is what happens to the body when it can't detox properly. So Christian Yordanov is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and author of the book, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. He's a certified Buteco breathing instructor, uh, PN1 nutrition coach, grow baby practitioner, DNA fit trainer, and certified in personal training, fitness instruction, and sports and event massage therapy. Wow. That that's a huge amount to get to get my mouth around. Sorry about that. <laughs> Christian uses advanced lab testing to identify hidden metabolic and health imbalances and teaches clients how to use diet, supplementation, detoxification, stress reduction, sleep optimization, and other strategies to help address chronic health issues and transform their health. I'm so happy to be doing this podcast because detoxification issues are huge today and extremely important for the body to rebalance pH. Otherwise, the resulting acidosis can block the work of magnesium and other vital nutrients. So Christian, what have you found in your practice are typical symptoms of detoxification problems? Really, Sandy, the whole spectrum of symptoms so some people come to me with fatigue brain fog kind of or very serious things like <laughs> dizziness and um, mood mood uh, issues but other people they have less specific symptoms just a, a general feeling of I, I don't feel well I don't have energy um, some people have gut problems uh, gut problems so there's literally if you don't detoxify what's coming what's coming in from the environment and the endogenously produced toxins which there's plenty of as well not and not just toxins but also hormones need to be detoxified things like breakdown products of cells uh, at the end of their life cycle they need to be either recycled or detoxified so if that process is backed up quote unquote you're going to have a number of different health complaints develop over time Yes, so that's got a connection, a strong connection with gut health, as you mentioned, and acid reflux and irritable bowel syndrome, leaky gut. Even um, oxalate sensitivity can produce a lot of acid wastes and and Crohn's disease. That's that's linked to um, uh, genetics, I believe. However, there are other gut problems which are non-Crohn's non-genetic which are completely environmentally influenced so all of us i think can be paying a lot more attention to uh, what's happening in the body and how to get rid of our waste so i think of the body as like a factory so we need to make energy we need to produce things to make new cells we need good nutrients in our food coming in to supply that factory and then there's byproducts of the factory that, that are waste products that have to be eliminated. So you mentioned the endogenous. So they're, they're the waste the factory produces from making energy. And then there are other um, chemicals that we can absorb from the environment as well. So the body, I believe, can handle some a kind of, you know, exposures to, to waste products and chemicals, mm -hmm. but there is always a limit. And it depends yeah. on our health and degree of fitness as well. 
um, and the, you know how well the organs are performing to to do that detoxification. And so I think the problem these days, by and large, is um, being overwhelmed by just too much and mm -hmm. not having the resources to eliminate. Um, what what did you find with that um, statement? Do you agree? Absolutely agree. And I, I believe most people or, or a very large majority of people have <clears throat> two problems. Uh, Suboptimal nutritional status. So vitamins, minerals, and protein be, uh, being the big ones. And uh, through that, suboptimal detoxification. So if you don't get the energy and nutrients required for detoxifying the daily exposures, which we are all, absolutely every single one of us on a daily basis has multiple, I'm talking dozens, at least two, three dozen uh, minute but cumulative toxic exposure. So on, a, on any given day, let's say myself, <clears throat> I am exposed to fumes from diesel and petrol engines, um, mercury in the air, other uh, poly cyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which are combustion byproducts in the air. So even though all the food I buy is organic and or wild caught, there will be invariably traces of toxic metals, traces of pesticides, um, uh, traces of all sorts of uh, uh, chemicals because there's like literally 3,000 chemicals used in food processing, right? So there will always be traces of chemicals in your food supply. Uh, even though I use shower filters and uh, a reverse osmosis system, you will always get a little bit of exposure in, in dozens of different ways. Plastics, dust uh, uh, in the house carries certain compounds, you know, mold, pollen, whatever else. So these things are coming into the body constantly. Some of us are less careful about managing our exposures. And that's, again, the majority of people, unfortunately. And that's why we're here trying to educate everybody. But those folks, what happens is they they get exposed on a daily basis and this accumulates over the months, years, and decades. And eventually, if your nutritional status is not up to par, you, you slowly get depleted, your antioxidant gets used up, your minerals, your energy and reserves are being used to defend and protect your body. And over time, as you get overwhelmed by the influx of toxins, not uh, not equaled or or uh, compensated for by nutritional status and increasing, you know, nutrient supplementation to, to deal with it, that's when people start to develop at first dysfunction at the cellular level. That dysfunction eventually translates to a wider, the tissue level. The tissue makes up organs. So then eventually, if enough dysfunction at the tissue level accumulates, the organ becomes dysfunctional. The next thing is organ systems. So we're talking about, um, you know, the cardiovascular system and so on. Uh, and after that, the bigger organizational level above that is the human, the organism. So this these minor dysfunctions accumulating eventually translate to the at the organism level the human level and that's where we see overt symptoms diagnosable conditions and for some people it will take decades to develop other people with a lot of exposure and suboptimal nutrition it could take months or 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 a couple of years to develop it all depends on nutritional status again level of exposure and to a very very small degree genetic susceptibility Yes, it sounds to me like a, a big compost heap, uh, to use another analogy. And and so what happens when material uh, organic matter decomposes, 
uh, the, it becomes acidic because the molds and the bad bacteria move in because their job is to break up elements and return it back to the soil and they're the recyclers of nature um, but we don't want them working in our body while we're alive and fit and well that that you know is supposed to happen after we leave and sure. and we don't need the body anymore and then yeah. it can be recycled so so we um we can have problems with inflammation because that compost heap of bad bugs can influence our immune system. It triggers the immune system, doesn't it? We can get allergies or rashes on the skin or what other kind of inflammatory issues can develop from toxicity. Again, literally, I, I, I have a course all about detoxing and stuff like that. So I, I have, I think... Uh, six or seven different slides on the various symptoms uh that can that have in the research have been associated with with toxicity right literally you you just mentioned a bunch of them so from skin stuff to um a lot of toxins are immunosuppressive or, or i shouldn't say a lot some toxins are immunosuppressive so when you ingest them or inhale them or somehow they end up in your body they can literally damage uh uh immune system cells that in itself can cause an imbalance in, in immune system cells which can predispose us to autoimmunity but what it also does is it makes us more susceptible to infections or we take longer to heal just uh, uh any number of things and of course the immune system is at the end of the day it's what keeps cancer cells at bay so uh, on a really extreme level you, it could even um, promote um, or, or exacerbate carcin carcinogenicity, right? So that's one thing uh, the toxins can do. Um, literally, a lot of toxins are inflammatory in nature, so they cause inflammation. So where where that inflammation happens is likely where you're going to see some type of um, uh, uh, dysfunction or pathology develop. So if it happens in the nervous system, you know, brain cells, neurons can can be damaged or even die. And when when a, one neuron dies, it can take others along with, or yes. it can damage others around it. You so, could get dementia or Alzheimer's yeah, or yeah. other kind of mental disorders, um, migraine headaches. Sure, uh, a lot of researchers I heard have been associating certain um, bacteria and viruses with certain diseases, but the inference is that they're causing it and i think that's really old school that the bugs mm. aren't really the ones in control that they are just opportunists coming in to take advantage of a, of a depleted system that um, doesn't have the ph in order it's starting to decay it's starting to break down from the acids it doesn't have the nutrients as you suggested to give us the, the muscle to fight back um, and and, yeah. and that leads to less oxygen as well. So we know the bad bugs don't like the oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the, the, this, um, the, uh, so we in the gut, I, I run quite a lot of stool tests on clients. And um, when there's a lot of um, quote unquote opportunistic bacteria in the gut, so they are normally kept in check by the others commensals as they're known uh, it, 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 they can also be called beneficial bacteria but there's some researchers now are even saying that there is no such thing as beneficial bacteria some are just more aggressive and harmful than others but any bacteria or any species or strain if allowed to overgrow 
will cause us problem because they exude um, various chemicals that are in too great a supply. More can, toxins. Can, yeah, yeah. And some of them are uh, like the, the gram negative bacteria. They have, so the outer cell wall has little fragments called LPS, lipopolysaccharides, which are also known as endotoxins. So during their life cycle, they shed these <clears throat> endotoxins. And if your gut is compromised, whether that's from increased toxin, uh, um, uh, you know, toxins in the food that can literally damage the gut, or it could be an infection uh, or any, any combination of these things, these endotoxins get into the into the bloodstream and there they cause an immune reaction so the, any and they can also open up the blood brain, brain barrier that allows any other toxin circulating to get easier access to the brain and we of course we already touched on uh you know alzheimer's dementia these things definitely i i don't think it's i think it's very disingenuous at this point uh to talk about genetic causes for these things we have so many environmental causal factors that are like really staring us in the face, screaming at us that we have to really start uh, thinking how can we improve the environment for ourselves and our family and our friends in order to prevent these causal mechanisms from occurring to, to the extent where they cause overt disease. But if you have a genetic predisposition to something, say breast cancer or diabetes, mm -hmm. um, you, you can have that those genetics and never ever get symptoms if you yeah. have a good lifestyle with the right ingredients and environmental um, exposures, and, and so your body can recover better, you just become the canary in the mine shaft so that you can't take mm -hmm. as much abuse as somebody else. <laughs> so yeah. you have to just be more careful, but you can navigate life quite well and be quite healthy. It doesn't need to be, you know, a death sentence or, you know, something really bad. It's just something we need to be aware of you know know who we are know what we can and can't do what what we can and can't get away with um and i guess that it helps if we can see a practitioner that understands how to check those things uh, and give us a better idea of our own profile so that um we can be better managers it's it's not a question of wait for the problems and then get wait for someone to come and save you you know, if it has to be, it's up to you. You've got to take control of yourself and your own health if you want it to work the best it can be. Um, and I yeah. found this with the, with our magnesium business. We have a lot of people with um, rashes, um, you know, uh, allergic reactions, uh, or, or nurses and doctors simply were scrubbing their hands a lot in the sur before surgery with very, very strong alcohols and detergents, mm. and it rips all the good stuff out of the skin yeah. barrier, opens it up, causes dermatitis, uh, and then it's persistent. They can't get rid of it. So mm. um, we have a lot of nurses and doctors absolutely loving our magnesium cream because it's very protective of the skin barrier. Mm -hmm. It's got no chemicals in it, and it delivers magnesium without having to digest the, the tablets, uh, which some people are, uh, you know, ha have problems with in the digestive system. So yeah. it solves a lot of problems. So that's given me some background knowledge into the connections with skin and our detox organs. So when we get overloaded, I found that the, the liver is struggling a little bit to eliminate everything. And so there's a spillover effect mm -hmm. in because things, more stuff comes out through the lymph system which lets out under the skin. Is that what you found? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, for example, um, 
by the way, you have very nice skin. I should compliment you. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> that that means you you've been looking after your yourself and your liver and your detoxification system. And uh, when I see older folks, usually it's older folks, uh, fifty plus, well, sixty plus, let's say, um, that have spots, you know, quote unquote age spots. I always think to myself, how do I how do I tell this person without you know being too in their face? about the liver flush, the liver cleanse. I don't know if you've heard about this procedure. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do I crowbar the liver cleanse into the um, conversation? Because they're going to love it. And uh, basically, it's exactly what you said. So when the liver um, starts to get congested, quote unquote, basically the body is so so good at excreting toxins in various different ways that it starts to use the skin literally to to, to detoxify uh, things and that's where we start to develop these pigmentations because that is things like bilirubin and um, um, I think it's called lipofuscin. Another thing actually causing those those age spots, I believe, is the overuse of seed oils in the diet. So the polyunsaturated omega six fatty acids, those are very easily damaged and oxidized. So when you're out in the sun, if a lot of your subcutaneous fat is omega six. Uh, polyunsaturated, those are highly unstable, very easily oxidizable um, fatty acids. So the ultraviolet, the UV light from the, the sun hits those and it literally damages them. And that causes sort of this localized damage. So that's, I think, another thing, another toxin in our food supply that we don't actually consider a toxin. We think these seed oils are just, you know, not great, but, you know, they're, they're a food, still a food group. They're not a food group. I, I personally consider them a, a, a poison to, to because even if they are essential for, for health, let's say we need a couple of grams a day, many people are eating 10, 20, 30 times more than that. Like we're Too talking much. And they're yeah. also cooking with it and they're overheating yeah. them. They're very fragile, these oils, and they should only be yeah. kept as cold pressed, cold salad oil yes. and in an opaque container where they're not exposed yeah. to light fridge. and in the fridge. And then you can preserve that goodness longer. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think we're taught to, um, you know, look after our food and preserve the goodness uh, we we even buy seed oils or I don't, but you know they're available in the supermarket, um, totally exposed to sunlight in plastic containers, see through yeah. containers. Yeah. Um, so it's not the way to go because no. the the oxidation introduces too many free radicals. The free radicals um, c consume us; they become acids in the body, which dissolve us faster, ages faster. So mm -hmm. the more mindful we can become, I think, to um, contribute more antioxidants to that total blend the more the body can fight back defend us and detox i also found that if you don't pay attention to regular maintenance and detoxification that um the the acidic environment uh is the leads to the chronic fatigue as you said it can lead to a lot of headaches and also magnesium deficiency um, mm -hmm. is is a result because we lose magnesium excessively under stress. Lower magnesium mm -hmm. levels always correspond with um, uh, fatigue, mm -hmm. uh, headaches, muscle spasms, all sorts of electrolyte problems, mm -hmm. um, heart issues eventually as well. 
Um, yeah. You know, we just need it for everything because it basically is the electrical system. Uh, it's yeah. absolutely vital. To it's the your... energy carrier ATP yes. is bound with magnesium. So yeah. it's, if you don't have... you have to have it. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a lot of energy, think about what's missing from, from your nutrition. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's get to um, the part about if people want to learn more about how to detox, what would be kind of common things for, you know, there are always exceptions to the rule and there are more extreme cases, but let's look at the middle ground. What can the average person do to make sure that they're, you know, it's not just about I'm doing a poo every day because yeah. <laughs> that may not give you uh, all of the detoxification you need. That might be bits stuck in the grooves and not coming out. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. You know, should people be doing um, coffee enemas, uh, which has had a big trend recently, or, you know, as you mentioned, like a liver cleanse, uh, juice, broth fasting, or fasting in general, what would yeah. be your preferred mix of good detox strategies? First of all, uh, I've nothing against fasting, but I think most people are not ready to fast because, first of all, most people are very um de depleted maybe not your listeners but the, again we're talking about the the general the average person in the general population most people are very depleted in terms of you know nutritional status mineral status and uh, uh, uh it's very well known that toxins accumulate <clears throat> in fatty tissue so if you start fasting or or even very strenuous exercise we 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 um through the uh, we shred fatty tissue a lot of these toxins get released and a lot of polyunsaturated fatty acids get released that can be damaging if in excess because we can't, we don't have the antioxidants to deal with them. So I would reserve fasting for healthier individuals or, or folks far further along the, the they health can journey. have an excessive dumping of toxins all in one yeah. go, which, which yeah. when released and circulating in the system can make you feel doubly bad. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I have clients that tried to lose weight that way, and two two months into it, uh, they said I really felt felt crap that way. I hope we won't be doing this this time. And like, no, with weight loss with me doesn't involve dieting, fasting, hard exercise, you know, crazy stuff like that. Um, it, it should be stress free, right? This is a yeah. big stress on the body. So for the basics are. So I always like to talk about the the triad. So the, there's three things people need to do. Reduce current toxic exposures because you can't out-detox a poor diet and lifestyle. So, you know, all the basics. Reverse yeah. osmosis or distilled water, um, uh, you know, organic food, uh, uh, organic uh, cleaning products, personal care products, all of that stuff. No conventional uh, poisons. No, avoid the mold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Then we want to support our body's detoxification system. So, uh you know, minerals, magnesium, zinc, selenium, these are absolutely critical. Calcium as well needs to be balanced with magnesium. Um, then the, the B vitamins are important to get them either from liver, um, meat, animal products. Um, liver is the best source, really. It's like a nature's multivitamin. Egg yolks are really a really good source. And then <clears throat> a good high-quality B vitamin to fill in any gaps because we need to support the energy system because it yeah. indirectly supports the detoxification system. Good nothing the in the body, yeah, nothing in the body can happen without energy. 
Um, so that's supporting the, and then there's certain amino acids that I really like to use. So glycine, some folks really benefit from N-acetocysteine, also yep. known as NAC. Uh, taurine uh, it, uh, can also support detoxification and many countless other functions in the body, heart health, eye health as well. Um, also what about digestion. for he heavy metals? Um, I believe some practitioners like to use selenium for heavy metals. So yeah, selenium. That's why I, I mentioned it. It, it can yep. directly chelate mercury. It supports uh, certain antioxidant enzymes as well. So it's really, uh, and the fact that it, it's also used in thyroid hormone metabolism is very important because su suppressed thyroid function will really um, uh, sort of halt everything in the body. So we want we want to make sure we support that. And it's then directly finally, related to metabolism, the thyroid. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like the master regulator in many yep. ways. And then finally, then we can talk about uh, uh, getting getting rid of excess or rather of the stored up toxins. So you already kind of hit on a few things. So if 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 um, folks have never done colonics, I would recommend three colonic irrigations. Let's say one one per week, and then maybe once a year or once every six months. That's a, a good way to to keep the colon um, cleansed and unobstructed because there can be uh, there are certain there are certain things called diverticuli that can develop in some people, and they can they're like literally like little caverns inside uh, in the um, protruding out of the the large intestine. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, food parasites, various microbial uh, biofilms stuck. can develop in there. They can get stuck. So that's one thing. Coffee enemas you would need to do them regularly to get really the benefits, but as a unblocking cleanse once in once a week is also beneficial. Um, coffee enemas also stimulate the liver to secrete bile so that it can decongest the liver. It, and to uh, make increases, glutathione. Yes, it increases glutathione production. Hmm. And um, those liver cleanses I was talking about are really beneficial. Like um, I've done dozens of them at this point and they're just like, I, I recommend yeah. them to all my clients. Really, really good. I pretty much, I consider them a, a game changer. Yeah. And and then sauna, that's another huge one that most people are not still not leveraging. Even if you go on Amazon and buy two or three infrared light bulbs for $20 or so and set them up so you, you get enough heat on you on your skin to start de de developing a sweat, even that a few times a week will have benefit. Ideally, if you can create a, a makeshift sauna or, get, or buy a, a small sauna unit for the home, it doesn't really matter if it's Infrared, far infrared, the important thing is to be in a restful state and sweating because it's not the same as exercise. So sauna is a huge one. I really uh yeah. I really like if and you can excrete yeah, if you can excrete through the skin, it's it lifts the load off the kidney and the liver as well. You're really helping those detox organs yeah. not do so much work. And I might also add that if you're going to do saunas, um, you really need to drink a lot of water. And you did mm -hmm. mention water before, and yes, getting a proper uh filtration is very important, especially if you live in a fluoridated area, because fluoride oh, yeah. fluoride directly competes and blocks magnesium and it's mm. not a 
nutrient and it's a toxin and it can be mm-hmm. stored in the bones and makes everything brittle over time uh, and um, mm-hmm. takes away from the strength and resilience of your bones. So what your bones need is more magnesium, which brings the moisture in, which helps the shock absorbing capacity. So if you if you drink fluoridated items, your fluoride will steal the magnesium in the body and make you more brittle and age faster over time. So that's it in a nutshell. And, and so we recommend putting the minerals back in the water after you take all of the the chemicals and the bad stuff out it then it's empty water um, and it's slightly acidic so by introducing the minerals back in um, and you can just use some celtic or some himalayan salt as well but that's so higher in sodium so we have mm-hmm. a magnesium chloride salt which is low or no sodium um, and that works really well to put the electrolytes back in and the water is it just great. magnesium chloride Magnesium chloride and and because it's food grade, it's not um a hundred. Mm-hmm. It's not pharmaceutical grade. It still has two percent of all the sea trace minerals in it. Mm-hmm. You know, potassium and iron. Mm. And so um, it's a really really nice tasting uh, mineral water. So drink a lot mm. because when you're sweating it out, you need to put it back to support the heart and the circulation sure, yeah. and stop you from getting headaches as well because headaches are often a cause of dehydration and people need to be aware of that just don't pop an aspirin or a headache tablet if you get a headache it could be that you're dehydrated <laughs> yes absolutely so if people want to contact you to find out more um where should they go do you have a website yes my my name is my website christianjordanov.com and they can they can find all my work there. I'm not not super um, uh, uh, up to date on the social media stuff. I was off social media for a couple of years, so the best way is to to go to the website. Yeah, we'll have it underneath the YouTube video as well in the text. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I'm sure a lot of people will get good things out of it. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. This was really this was really awesome. I would love to have you on my show as well because uh, I would love to tackle the topic of magnesium uh, in much more depth with you. Awesome. Yes, it's a huge topic. I love it. Yeah. What once you you dig down, you get really passionate about magnesium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, okay. Bye bye. I hope you like this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge and recover.